Last episode was on the 18th of May, and it is now the 4th of September. So I'm terribly sorry about that. I knew I was going to have a break, kind of. Um, like I, I had not missed a week for almost a whole year. I think we started the podcast in June, towards the end of June. So it was nearly an entire year that I hadn't missed a week. And May was just very hectic, and I usually like bulk a few up. And I hadn't done this and then I had my trip to the US and I was just like, you know what, let's just wrap season one and let's come back with season two because I feel like so much changed in May anyway and I felt like it was like the best time to kind of step back, have a break, recoup and come back again. Um, things have been amazing, like so many ups and downs, but um, I'm super, super happy right now. Much different to how I was feeling, um, you know, in the start of the year. I'm sure you could notice there was a little bit of a trend there with the Eps, a little bit of self-improvement. Um, but yeah, I'm bloody stoked to be here. I'm having a great time. I'm, it's all happy days. We'll get into <laughs> specifics, but um, yeah, very happy. Um, I'm going to start off with some recs. Um, so I've just come back from Europe, as I'm sure you know if you follow me on Instagram, and as I was traveling, I had, you know, come across many things that I was like, I need to recommend this. Um, some of these are pretty obvious, some of them not. So <laughs> when I was flying back, I watched a series. I think it's a HBO series. So I'm not sure what you watch it on in Australia, but in Google will know. Um, it's called Love and Death and it's with Elizabeth Olsen. Um, and it's like a true story of a, it's like a true crime series and it was really freaking good so definitely recommend that um I was traveling in my Adenola sweats which are like my favorite sweatpants hoodies stuff that I've ever 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 had um perfect fits like the little oversized comfy cozy it's just amazing so if you're in the market for um <laughs> some sweats I would definitely recommend Adenola even though it's finally just getting warm here um Bose noise cancelling headphones for the flights so I have I have the Apple ones which I use like with my phone obviously but they're Bluetooth so you can't um use them connecting to the like in-flight system but I had these Bose ones from college like years ago um and the noise cancelling still pretty good like they were pretty like I don't know good at the time like they were the great thing they're not like the best ever now but they're still really good noise cancelling and they come with the little um conversion thing to plug into the seat you know what I mean with the two prongs so that cancelled out a lot of crying babies and things so that was amazing I always travel with those and wow I'm like puffing <laughs> am I racing through this Jesus Christ um let me take a breath. <laughs> um, I I don't know what happened last year. I random actually I randomly heard that this is a thing. When women are on birth control, they don't listen to as much music. And I used to be obsessed with music, like 
you know, have my playlist on rotation, favourite songs. Like I would literally, when I was younger, fall asleep to music in my ears. Um, and I just kind of fell off. Like I, my Spotify wrapped for that year was just like a joke. It was like almost nothing because I just wasn't listening to music. Anyway, it came off birth control and my... I guess, urge to listen to music was back again, which is just crazy. It's crazy how the body works. Um, But I've been creating like playlists for every kind of like month, I would say, for what I'm obsessed with. Because in the past, I would usually just like like songs and then listen to that, like, you know, the most recent like songs until I came across another bunch of songs and then I would just listen to that top section again and then that's just how I listen to music. But now I'm actually making playlists again um, and I'm really enjoying it and I like how it like sums up a little time in your life. So I really like that. And then last one I'm going to recommend is I've just reread for the third time (laughs) The Cuckoo's Calling. It's a Cormoran Strike series so I think there's six books at the moment there's another one coming very soon and it's by Robert Galbraith but it's pseudonym it's by JK Rowling and they're really 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 good books it's my second favorite series ever first being Harry Potter so JK Rowling's doing something right um, if you haven't read these they're like mystery they're mystery like um it's a private detective and it's all about his cases and everything. It's they're just super good books. Um, if you love a good series, couldn't recommend more. So that's my Rex. Um, I'm going to kind of recap every month since May, since I've been off the pod, and kind of tell you a bit about what's going on. So May, I'm going to have like a, a little word to sum up each month. And May's word is chaos. There was so much going on in May. Um, It was just a lot of jobs and a lot of moving parts and a lot of like things to figure out. There was very little planning strategically in the business, basically just keeping up with day to day. Um, I felt like I was constantly falling behind and it was just really hard to keep up. I was just like completely feeling like I was scrambling. Um, That's why I didn't have any episodes like banked up. I usually have a few, you know, two or three, four episodes banked up so that when I travel, things still go ahead. And that clearly didn't happen in May. Um, But like throughout all of these months, like there was so much chaos going on. But the one thing that I kept prioritizing was my health and fitness, which I'm really, really happy with. So no matter how chaotic business felt, life felt like at least my health was on point the whole entire time. So I'm really, really glad that I prioritized that over everything. Um, I had my roommate's wedding, which was incredible. Um, So I photographed that and it was just like such a special day. So I just love doing friends and family weddings. Like it just makes it extra special. So that was really cool. And then the next day I to the US so that was hectic as well um, and that was for the Volando trip I'm sure you saw that all on Instagram as well but this was like a huge turning point for me um, so 
So May just literally keeping up day to day and not really like I, I lost that um, foresight of looking ahead to like, okay, where is the business going? Where am I going? How How's the direction? Like I kind of lost that compass for a bit because I was so wrapped up in the day to day. And then this trip to the US with Volando just changed the game. So that was end of May I left. I kind of arrived in June. So let's say June is this next era. And June's word is redirection. So this trip literally changed the game for me. Um, I think being in Noosa, like Noosa is such a great place. And um, like I have a lot of great friends here, a lot of business owners and people doing their own thing. Um, But I would say it's very um, limiting and it's very short-minded in a way. So you, you kind of get, you get trapped in this cycle of like, being comfortable with a certain level of success and that's because like the Sunshine Coast is a very chill place people come here because they want to have a good life they want to enjoy the beach they want to get outside like they want to do well but they want to like enjoy day to day which is nice it's awesome it's lovely but you kind of lose sight of that real hustle if you want more and I found that I had been losing that compared to previous years um so being in the states with the Volando team like the Volando team is a group of young entrepreneurs who like really have their shit together there's like passionate creatives and they they're all kind of like disruptors in a way so we're like all go against the grain of what's normal and expected and um but at the same time they're so driven and like mostly very successful people already in other ways so it's really cool to work alongside them but also see how they function and see how they run their other businesses and um, it's just a really good environment to be around because it was like we're all good friends and it's really fun and like we all have the same goals but at the same time they really make you see things differently and um, give you this greater I guess um concept of what you can have if you work towards it so it was really cool to see that in the contrast of like living in Noosa where people are kind of like you know we're not talking about the people who make a shit ton of money and come and retire here I mean the people who have like grown up here and everything um like I can I can see why they would want that kind of life that's just like relaxed and nice and comfortable um but I feel like I'm not really in that camp at the moment. I would like to hustle for a little more and really see what I can do. Um, and then I'll be ready to relax <laughs> and chill out. But yes, it was it was really good to be around that kind of environment um, and kind of fix that compass that was just, you know, keeping up with the day-to-day in May. Um So the US trip, we flew into Dallas. I flew with Alex, who's the creative director. Um, And so we got into Dallas. We had like a day to kind of explore. We were taken around the city. um, And then what did we do then in Dallas? We had a shoot at a fancy hotel, which was pretty cool. 
Um, Dallas was super quick. I think we're only there three nights, including like the day we arrived, which we didn't really do anything. Um, And then we flew to Miami, which is where we spent the bulk of our time. And we had two shoots, two shoots there. Um, But that's where Jess and Jesse live, who are two of the founders of Volando. So it was really cool to visit them, but also get like the local treatment of Miami. So they took us to like the cool dinner spots, like the cool drink spots. They like really knew where to go, knew how to get in there and showed us a good time. So that was really fun. Um, Then we went to LA and we had two shoots there. We had one in Beverly Hills um, where we shot with a girl called Talia and her boyfriend who I actually went to school with her, which is really random, went to high school with her. Um, That was such a cool moment just literally being in a Beverly Hills mansion (laughs) overlooking LA um, and kind of reflecting on all of the work put in to get there over the last few years. It was just so cool to see that come to fruition. Like I've worked so hard to get here and yeah, it was just really encouraging. Like, and also a huge moment, a huge turning point in Volando because up until this point we've been working on tiny tiny budgets and just like you know pulling favors here and there and like doing comp deals and whatever we could just to make it like real budget friendly and this is the time where we're like not we're going big we're launching in the states and we want to make a huge wave and let's fucking go so the whole trip was so different to what we're used to within Volando but it's what we needed the entire time so it's really cool to actually be able to have the resources we need in order to succeed the way we want. So, yeah, really, really cool to have that happen. And then Joshua Tree, the shoot there was insane as well. The Airbnb was amazing. Um, The whole trip was just so much fun, so much fun. Um, I was going to stay an extra week because I, like, you know, I lived in the States for four years. I studied there. I have a lot of friends there, have some family there, and I was like, oh, it's a good opportunity since the flights are covered to just stay and like see some friends and maybe do something for myself. Um, But towards the, I think it was not even maybe like five or six days into the trip and I was having so much fun with the team and I had some personal things at home going on and I was like, I just want to, once the team goes, I'm not going to want to be around Um, just by myself. Like I didn't really have any solid plans yet. And I was like, nah, I'm just going to go home. So I came back and kind of had probably a week, that week that I was meant to stay there. I had that week at home to kind of regroup and reset. And then it was right back into more weddings and jobs. And um, then it was full force again. So I uh, got back and got right back into fitness and everything. So I'm really glad that I had that like week to get back into the gym and stuff without having to worry about like full on workload right away. Um, I mean, I did have all of the editing for Volando to do, so that was like quite a lot of work, but I'm pretty lucky that I can just do that in my office at home, you know, when I need. So yeah, that was June, the month of redirection. And July, I call a shit show. There wasn't a ton booked for July. Um, and just with the way... Volando works like I'm because I'm a part owner 
I don't get like a salary or get paid for what I do with them. So when I'm in the US, like, yeah, everything's covered, but I'm not making money. Um, so it's hard. Like I need to just take that into account and make sure that I'm making enough in the other months to cover like A, all my expenses, but B, like my salary now because changing to the company structure, I have to pay myself. And when I was doing the pay structure, I was like, okay, I'm going to set myself like a higher salary than strictly necessary. So it really pushes me um, to get more money into the business. Um, So because there wasn't a ton booked, I was like, all right, need to pivot, need to do something here. So I offered those two studio days, one in Noosa and one in the Gold Coast. Um, So the structure here was eight hour days and I offered one hour bookings for, you know, branding, personal brands, products, whatever it was um, at like severely reduced rates. The deliverables were lower than, you know, what would usually be, but I usually don't offer one hour bookings anyway, just because it restricts what I could potentially book otherwise. Like if someone wants to book a whole day and I've booked a one hour shoot on that day, like it just kind of ruins the potential of that day. Um, So for the clients, it was an an opportunity to, especially for a lot of people who had maybe inquired with me before, but wasn't like totally sure or they'd thought about inquiring, but just hadn't yet. Um, It was a really good entry point for them to book with me, see how I work, see the result. And like, hopefully for me, they'll book again at a proper project. Um, And then I did some add-ons like videos and extra imagery which by the time people added those on, they became like very profitable days, which was really good. Um, It's not something that I want to do a ton of. Maybe just one a year or like two a unit, you know, Gold Coast Noosa, two a year. Um, But yeah, they went went really well and that pushed me over that line I needed to make my own salary. So that was cool that I could still pay myself in this month. Um, But during this month, like... A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot in my life was just going completely wrong. Um, And I think if you do follow me on socials, you probably know about some of these things. Um, But I just started kind of falling back on the socials and on the kind of business planning side of things because I was just like, struggling to cope with everything going on in life um so I was doing a wedding first thing that happened I think I can't remember actually what order these things were in and I'm sure there's like a hundred more but um I was shooting a wedding and right after the ceremony one of my camera shutters got stuck which just happens like your cameras hit a certain um shot count and they just they're bound to have a frozen shutter at some point it's not something that you can fix yourself. You need to take it in, get it repaired, all that, um, which I did do. Actually, still haven't picked it up. Um, so because I only had one camera body, that wedding, I'm lucky it was like kind of an elopement, a smaller wedding, so I could make do with one body. Um, I just had to change my lenses a lot more. It was a little bit slower, but like made do, everything was fine. Um, but I had other weddings and jobs coming up where I definitely needed another camera. So I had to fork out another four, I think it was about four grand for another camera body, 
which was probably about time to upgrade one of my bodies anyway. Um, so it was kind of like a hard p- pill to swallow but had to be done. And at least now, once I pick up the camera, I'll have three bodies. So if this ever happens again, I will have a backup and I won't have to um, function on one body. So that was the first thing that kind of threw me. And then I had every photographer's nightmare of a hard drive corrupting. Silent tear. So <laughs> when I shoot weddings, I always shoot on dual SD cards So every single photo saves to two cards. This is super important because SD cards can corrupt too. And if one of them corrupts and you lose all the images from a wedding, that's obviously not good. So the workflow with this is you shoot on two cards. When the wedding's done, you take one of those cards, pop them onto a hard drive. I back that up onto a second hard drive. And then the second card that has those images still on it that card is not wiped until those photos are delivered. So then I have three copies of these images just in case something happens. Now, I was traveling. Oh, that's right. This was right when I was, this happened when I was in the US. So because I was traveling, um, I didn't have the means to back up onto two hard drives because, you know, when you travel, you just can't bring everything, absolutely everything with you. And I was like, okay, well, one card and then a hard drive. That's two backups. That'll be fine. Um, Yikes. So hard drive corrupts, SD card corrupts. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, So I had – I still had all of the backups from all of the weddings – so that was okay because, you know, the weddings you're, you're super anal about because it's someone's fucking wedding day. You can't afford not to be. So I, I still had the photos of all of the weddings, but there were a few commercial jobs that I didn't shoot double on um, and I just lost them, just completely lost the images, hard drive, not retrievable. So I sent it into a shop um in Croy they couldn't do it and they were like look we have someone in Brisbane we can send it to um but it's quite expensive and I was like whatever it's like I have to do it um it's not fair to clients if I if I don't do this so there were two jobs that I needed to retrieve on it um I sent it off it was I think two and a half grand to get this recovered um and I was thinking like, okay, they'll recover it. I'll get my assistant to pick up the hard drive. I'll tell her exactly what folder I need so she can send it to me in like over Dropbox, Google Drive, whatever, and I can edit it remotely from the States and then I'll send the job off and no one ever has to know that anything happened. But I didn't realise when they recover a hard drive, the whole entire folder structure is gone. Even the names of the files are completely different. The format of the files is completely different. All the images were in TIFFs. So because of that, there's, I think, 140,000 photos on this hard drive. And with no order, all of the dates and everything are just gone to when they were recovered. It's all the same date, (laughs) same time pretty much. And there's no way of um, previewing because you can't preview TIFF files like in your finder. 
So <laughs> my assistant had to upload all of these photos and I had to spend, I literally spent days trolling through all of these photos because they take so long to load and there's so many of them that it took so, so long to find the few that I actually needed. So that was a complete shit show as well, but, you know, a good learning lesson. Pack up your stuff as many times as you can. Replace your SD cards at a, you know, every maybe year or two max. They should be in a new rotation. Um, I used to function on like not many SD cards, maybe like eight. And now I have literally in front of me, I have one, two, three, four, five, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 20, 25 that I can just see in front of me on my desk right now. So I probably have about 30. Um, And that just allows me to like not stress about this, not stress about needing to wipe a card for another job coming up if I've got like multiple backed up on different days and I don't have time to edit in between so I can't wipe those cards um it just gives you a lot more peace of mind it's a lot safer and you don't give yourself stress or two and a half thousand dollar bills recovering hard drives um it was a lacy hard drive that corrupted (laughs) which I had been recommending for so long because I'd never had these issues and I think it was um Tanya Mitchell who was like "Mm, I'd be sketchy about those like I've heard horror stories and I was like nah they're fine um Tanya you were right (laughs) so now I've been using um the SanDisk ones which are very expensive but they're fast they're good they're reliable and when I was in Italy I bought a Samsung T7 Shield um that seems to be really good as well so I'm just gonna roll with those and you know Hope for the best. So the next thing that happened, my car broke down. And if you're playing along at home, then you would be like, hey, Jack, you have been posting photos of your engine light that you hadn't got fixed. Um, This is your own fault. But I just want to let you know, if you're thinking that, you're wrong. (laughs) Because I did get the engine light checked out. And I was told like, four or five times that it's just a sensor issue. Nothing's actually wrong with it. The engine's totally fine. Um, It's totally fine. And then the engine light went off anyway. And I was like, sick. Okay, we're all good here. And then one fine day, I'm driving down the road and I hear a funny rattling noise and the engine just goes, nah, no more. And I pull off to the side of the road. I'm like right after a roundabout, call RICQ. I'm on my way to to a job at the time. Um... And I was meant to be there, I think, an hour, an hour after. So I first call RACQ, they're on the way. Then I call the client, who luckily was a friend of mine and who has a big van. (laughs) And I was like, look, I'm going to tow the car to my mechanic, which luckily was only like 2Ks away. Um, and really close to where the tow trucks are. So I was like first in line to get towed. And then he picked me up from there, got all my gear. We went and did the job. Um, and then luckily my mum was able to lend me her car. So she picked me up from the job. I dropped her home and then I had another job to go to. So I took her car there. So luckily, like I was helped out a lot and got every, I don't know how I still got everything done on this day. The only thing that I had to cancel was a massage. Every, every single job, everything else, meeting went as planned. 
Um, but then I went, I got a call from my mechanic and he was like, mm, not good news. Like the car's not turning over. Um, the engine is absolutely dead. It's gone. It's broken. You're going to need to replace it. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? The actual? Because there was no indication that anything was actually wrong with it. Um, so apparently this is like a thing with Hyundai Tucson's, like there's a class action about it. So I'm like, <laughs> if you know, my dad's a lawyer and he's trying to like, anyway, he's trying to get Hyundai to pay for the engine, which I don't think is going to happen. But at this stage, I'm borrowing one of my dad's cars. I'm lucky he has a couple. Um, <laughs> and yeah it's looking like I'm gonna have to just either sell the Tucson for parts or get the engine replaced and then sell it Um, because if it is a brand new engine it's probably the highest point I could ever sell it for and I should take advantage of that so it looks like I'm getting a new car so that's kind of one um, upside new car but also downside money Um, during this as well, Noah ran away. So we'd only just started letting him outside because he was going absolutely skits inside, like absolutely crazy. And we just don't have time to like play with him all day. So I was just like, go outside, go play. And we live against a, um, bush. First time I said that, I said forest and I got really, um, roasted for calling it a forest in Australia. It's a bush. We live against the bush. Um, and he would wander around and I would get really anxious because I don't know what's in there. And he's like, he's just a little, he's a little softy. Like if he comes up against like a, a bush turkey, he's not going to win. He's just, yeah, he's a little softy. Anyway, he was away all night and I was really worried. I was worried that like something had happened to him. Um, there was a storm that night. So it was like pouring and I was just, yeah. I was looking for him for hours and hours and hours and then I would get a few hours of sleep and wake up again and like go outside and again and look for him and it just wasn't happening. And then I, in the morning woke up, he still wasn't around and I was like, I just need to like continue with my day. So I went to the gym and then towards the end of the session, I get a text from Georgia being like, he's home, he's home. And I came back and he just looked like so traumatized, but he came back. So... That was um, <laughs> good that he came back, but it was like super stressful at the time amongst everything else. Um, and then I was also trying to ha- sort my house situation because I was like, when, when I came back from the US, I was like, I'm moving to the Gold Coast. I was so sure. Um, I really wanted to move. And then I was like, okay, well, I need someone to take my house at home. Um But then my roommates were like, well, maybe we'll go as well. So then we're like, okay, maybe we do a lease takeover. And we're just trying to look at like all of these options, like maybe because I'm still in the master, maybe they move into the master, I move out and then we get someone else in. And there was just all of these things going on that we're trying to sort out and like nothing was working. Um, So by the end of it, I was just like, fuck it, I'll just stay. I'll keep paying stupid rent and, you know, I'll just wait this lease out. So that was the shit show that was July where everything was going. And that's only like the bigger things. I'm sure there were like so many tiny little things that were going wrong too. And it was all just, yeah, it was all going wrong. Um, And then we come to August, which I call thriving. So we really did a 180 here. Um, I had a lot of weddings in this month and there were like dream jobs, like dream weddings. So this is where everything started to kind of fall together and I started to see like the result of 
the last two years setting up this wedding business to getting these jobs is just insane the trajectory it's been um like I, I never expected I would be booking these kinds of jobs this soon especially the European ones um just crazy like the one in Italy was messed up and the venue in Greece was just I mean everything they were both just little dream jobs and I'm getting them a few years in so I'm really really stoked about that and I'm really excited about the future of that um I really want to submit them both to magazines um I just don't know how to do this yet. So maybe once I figure that out, I'll come back and do an episode on that. Um, So yeah, getting dream jobs. And then we had the family trip in Italy as well, which was something that my mum had organised and had been planning and like working towards for some years, saving up. And they told us maybe two years ago that Um, they'd been saving for this and that they wanted to make this happen. So it was a really special time with um, like my siblings and because that was the first time in like maybe 15 years that we had ever um, been – hold on. I can hear Noah getting into my bread. Noah! Okay, I'm coming. Okay, sorry. Um, Yeah, so it was the first time that we – had had a family holiday in like 15 years, I reckon, like so long because when I was, I must've been 15 when my sister left for America. Um, so yeah, it was really special to be all together again. And then to have like uncles and aunts and like my brother-in-law and my nep- my nephew, like, yeah, it was just really such a special time and so much fun and I existed on pizza and pasta and wine and I regret nothing it was so fun um I'm also like oh my gosh I'm puffing again sorry deep breaths I'm also spending a lot more time with friends and doing more things for and with myself and like really prioritizing that aspect of my life as well um I'm just really really freaking happy at the moment um yeah, I'm really happy. September. It is now September. I don't have a word for September yet because it's the 4th and we've only just started. But I've got more exciting weddings this month and I'm really like focused on really building up this side of the business. Um, I'd love to book some more weddings for 2024 and 2025. I've had, I think, eight consults in the last few days. So things are going really well. Things are looking very promising and I'm just super, super keen to see where this goes. Um, I was looking back on some of my older weddings compared to my recent weddings and just like my Instagram grid at the the last couple months and I'm so happy with how my work's going. Um, and I think it's really cool because people book you usually a year and a half, two years out and like yeah people book because they love that style but they're booking and they're receiving the me two years on you know so my work two years from now is going to be so much better than it is now like not saying it's not good now I'm I'm pretty good I know it's amazing but you're you're booking like an improved me down the line I, I just really love that idea and like looking back on how I've change things and how much more confident I've gotten during these days and I find myself like being able to problem solve and just like manage things a lot better and just creatively 
doing things better. I'm just, yeah, I'm really, really happy with the direction of how everything's going. Um, then after September, it's October. And at the very end of October, I think we're going back to the States with Volando. I'm pretty sure. It'll be Mexico for Day of the Dead. And I can't remember where we'll be going after that. I think we're launching in some more states, but it's it hasn't been booked yet, but it's it's fairly certain going ahead. Um, and my lease is up on the 8th of November, which means I'll have to move to Brisbane by the end of October. Um, but then I'll have to like do the bond clean and everything before I go. So technically I'll probably have to move mid-October. Um, oh yeah, I didn't even say I'm moving to Brisbane. <laughs> So my friend, like my best friend Annie, she owns a townhouse in Ascot, which just happens to be on the same street as my brother. She has a guest room and I'm going to live there for a bit to save a little bit more rent. It'll help her save a bit more and like what's better than living with your bestie. So I'm really excited about that. That'll be super fun. It'll be nice to be closer to like my Brizzy friends. That's where I grew up. Um, closer to family and yeah I'm just super stoked I'll still be back in Noosa like quite a lot my parents obviously still live here um, and I've got a good client base here plus a lot of weddings here so I'll still be back probably like every other week Um, but I like the idea of coming back and really being able to enjoy Noosa like when you live here it's easy to get stuck in the day-to-day of like okay I'm in my office I go to the gym I go get my coffee like it's nice things but I rarely like go and spend a day at the beach. Um, So I think that'll encourage me to do that more when I come and visit, which will be really nice. Um, So yeah, this is a good recap of the month since I've last been on here. Um, I might do a little goals recap too. Please don't judge me because (laughs) I've not been great (laughs) with my yearly goals. Um, I mean, some of them I have. Some of them not so great, but I'm going to tell you exactly exactly how not so great they are. Um, I think I did this episode, I recorded it probably towards the end of December. Um, so I've told you all of these goals before. I'm just going to repeat them and <laughs> let you know how they're going. Number one, average of 30K months. Um, this started out real hot. <laughs> January to March were great. And since then, not so great. <laughs> But I think that's due to like a lot of different things. Um, Obviously, since I was single um, in January, I started spending a lot more time like socializing and doing other things and spending more time by myself and like really getting back to that balance of a healthy life. Um, Obviously, there's that lag time between when people book me and when things are like the calendar's kind of fresh again, if that makes sense. So that's why up to March, it was still quite busy. And then (laughs) April onwards has been much under that mark, but still really good. Maybe not much under, but yeah, I'm still happy with how things are going. I think I have a really good balance at the moment. Um, I think there's definitely potential to amp that up. And I think I would like to amp that up. Um, But yeah, I'm... I'm happy. I'm happy with how things are going. Second one was get three leads a day on average. And no, I have not got this, but I've, it's not far off. It's not far off that. So 
I'm fairly happy with that and um, it's like I know what I need to do to get that. I just haven't done it. So that's kind of on me as well. And that's what I mean by I haven't kept up with like strategic business stuff. It's like it's this kind of stuff. It's like the the behind the scenes work, structural work that needs to be done in order to hit these goals. I've kind of been letting go a little bit and I've kind of been a little bit more of a typical um, free like – flowing creative and I need to get a little bit more in that strategic energy um the next one was take Thursdays off um kind of I've kind of done this and I say kind of because um sometimes I have worked on Thursdays but if I have it's because I've had like the entire weekend off or something like that or it's like something that I genuinely really wanted to do that's still related to the business um So I've been much better at taking time when I wanted, but instead of being like, I only take Thursdays off, like I always take Thursdays off. It's like if something's happening on a Wednesday, like some friends are doing something, someone's birthday, whatever, something's happening that I really want to do, I can just be like, okay, I'll have Wednesday off and then I'll just work Thursday. So I would say like, yeah, yeah, I've definitely had my, my days off, my weekends. Work out five times a week at least. Um, absolutely. (laughs) This one has been knocked out of the park. I think I've been about on average, probably eight times a week, which is a lot, but it's what I like to do. So leave me alone. Read 26 books. I'm up to 14. So I am a bit behind here, but I reckon I can catch up. Get a hundred rejections. Haven't even started. (laughs) So I've, I've started in the sense that I've like collated a list of brands I would like to pitch to and I've reached out to those brands just asking to um, have the correct email to contact. So I have like a spreadsheet of the brand, the email to contact, um, the name if that's relevant. And I've started to make, um, well, I have made pitching documents relating to certain brands and I'll have to alter those for every single brand. So Um, the behind the scenes work for this is done, but I haven't actually (laughs) pitched anyone yet. So I haven't been able to be rejected. Um, the next one, get prints and puzzles stocked. The puzzles are stocked. So that's awesome. Prints, I haven't really tried. (laughs) Sunrise slash sunset photos two times per month. I've probably done this like once a month, which is still pretty good. Save 50k. Um, I mean, just my situation since I'm paying double rent has not allowed for this, but I'm still doing very well considering, so I'm happy with that. Um, invest 20k. Yup, done that. So that's pretty cool. And I think that was pretty much all of it. Um, so that is my mega catch up. Um, I might do like uh, another episode, kind of deep diving on the Europe trip, considering. I had like work there so I can go through, you know, what I had to pack logistically, what I was doing, blah, blah, blah. Um, and there's many stories involved there, but I feel like this is a 45 minute ep now. Um, that's a good time. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed this catch up. I'm sorry again for being so um, slack with the potty, but here we are season two, bigger and better. Um Please let me know if you have any suggestions, people you'd like me to talk to, topics you'd like to me to talk about. Um, yeah, please let me know all the things. 
Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. And I'll be in your ears next week. Bye.